Hey Fadies, DM Brad here. Thanks for downloading and listening to The Fate of Ice in Chapter 2, Episode 17. Quick shout out to our spiffy Patreon supporters, Alex White Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blyseth, and Cy J. Hodgkins. Y'all are wicked. Totes wicked. Raise your hand if you caught our live show on Monday the 4th of March in Wellington. My hands up. It was off the hook. Thank you to our awesome guest players, Adam Wright and Patch Lambert, and thank you to the incredible crowd. We still can't believe how well that show went and how much you lovely people just gobbled it up. We're definitely going to do that again, so keep an eye out for whenever that happens. Right, it's recap time. Have you got your recap boots on? Last time, the Apple Squadeth re-entered the Kerim Mines with an army of ogres on their tail. Marley collapsed the entrance with a well-placed thunder wave and they found themselves a place to finally have a long rest. In the morning, Graflet, the friendly ogre, led them into the giant's lair as fake prisoners, where they were immediately snatched up and taken to Strakon, the leader of the fire giants. Okay, so <laughs> none of that happened. This is the beginning of the say, episode in three. Remove. I feel very disturbed by that, and I do not two, support that message. One. That's because you're a national voter. Um, welcome to ep- <laughs> that face. Oh, Jules, you are hilarious. Welcome to episode uh, seventeen. I had to look at my notes for that of chapter two. Of the fate of Bison. Right. That's the podcast that this hey, is. Hey, hey, Episode what? 17. 16. The Phantom Menace. Ooh. Don't, don't say 16, Josh. You'll confuse me. Sorry. 17. <laughs> I was fooling around and I took it too far. <laughs> you took it too far. It too One far. number. I took just it over, too far. Over the line. Um, yep. Josh, if you could just show yourself out, that would be great. Um, yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'll jump out the window uh, like the cat just did. Oh, is that where he went? Yeah. Uh, so that's not relevant. Um, cool. Last time. Um, <laughs> Do we want to introduce you... ourselves again? We were on a yeah, roll. Sh- we did it once. Okay. Yeah, let's let's do two introductions in a row. Oh I am I am Brad. I am sometimes the dungeon master. Cool. Hello, I'm Marley. I'm Oliver. I all. I'm always interrupting Julia. Who's Marley Craft? And also, I'm banned for what? And sometimes, Larry. Uh, I'm uh, Josh. I'm Trestlespoon, the sentient garden gnome. <laughs> uh, and I'm Jules, and I play Marley Craft, the bard with terrible songs. Also, yeah. Julia Burgess there. With terrible songs. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you! My band is legit as hell. You'll never get this. You'll never and get you can this. Come, come see us play. Oh, wait, yes. uh, again. I'm a rock and roll singer, like cranking it. No one else is I just, no I just suck here on a podcast because I can't sing properly. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to pout now in the corner. Okay. Um, I got okay. you too hot. Now that we got that out of the way, um, <laughs> last time uh, you guys re-entered the Kerim Mines with a uh, an army of ogres on your tail. You um, destroyed the entry to the mineshaft with a thunder wave, um, buying yourselves enough time to have a long rest, which was well overdue. And in the morning, Graflet, the ogre um, who has betrayed his kind, um, joined you. Uh, in returning to the giant's lair and took you fake prisoner in an effort to get you into uh, the belly of the beast, so to speak. Um, You have just been taken prisoner separately, but being led in the same direction um, down a long, long um, cavern by various ogres. One holding trestle spoon, one manhandling Marley, and three... Uh, a violently or aggressively nudging Banfor down this um, way, I guess, is uh, a it's word. Quite, it's quite sexist, it you know. Continuously trying to kiss one of the ogres. Yeah, <laughs> just I, to I fuck just with want, them. 
I just want to point out that you only said that manhand Marley was being manhandled. What, because she's oh. a female? No, I was trying to come up with different synonyms for each of you. Well, I'm Carrie's. He's well, being... fuck the patriarchy. Maybe she was being gender carried. <laughs> what? Would you rather I said gender handled, which gender sounds so handled. weird? <laughs> I don't know. You were being jandled. I'm being jandled. I would prefer jandled. Thank you. Or jandled just... means that they're trying to force you into a different gender, right? They're trying to handle what your gender is. They're trying to handle my jandle. They're trying to handle the jandle. <laughs> Sorry. Let's keep going. Marley's like, let go of me. I'm a strong, independent woman. They're like, no, Literally you man. No. Like, no. No, I won't need no man manhandling me. We have captured you. <laughs> Get me a female ogre, I'll respect her more. <laughs> that workplace discrimination. <laughs> okay, continue. There's a giant layer safe space. <laughs> giant layer safe space, I love it. All for a quarter. Um, yeah, so you guys are being led down this way. Uh, you recently, um, uh, some of you perceived in various ways that a, a raven kind of flew ahead of you. Um, and you uh, heard Graflet tell the uh, other ogres that were left behind standing around the uh, giant corpse that you guys left behind the day before. Um, uh, you heard him basically announcing loudly that you are the killers and that you need to be taken to Strakon straight away. Um, Strakon being the leader of the fire giants. Yeah. And you can assume that that's where you are all being taken now. Okay. Keen to see this strap on. See if he has a strap on. Ah! It sounds like. <laughs> How do you spell his name? S T R A K K O N. Yep, basically. Strap on. Yeah, see? Ah, strap on. Is there a silent K that you didn't say? There is not. <laughs> Strakon. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, do you guys do much while you are being while you are all being manhandled? Equality. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Brad. Uh, besides Banfor trying to kiss his three captors, do you guys <laughs> do anything um, while they're carting you for quite some time down this long path? Can I see the other two? Like I know we're a distance apart, but can I see them? Uh, yeah, you can see uh, Trestle Spoon up ahead of you. Um, you can't see Banfor, but you can hear like the the struggle of um, his three uh, his three captors behind you. Cool. So you're all pretty close together. I'd just be messaging Trestle and asking what he can see. Trestle Spoon continues to look forlorn, and he's practicing what he's forgotten what forlorn is. But he's kind of trying just to like, look. Just like downtrodden and beaten. Yeah, he keeps looking at the ground and he keeps sighing to himself so that it'll. He still thinks he's trying to sell it to the other ogres, so he keeps going, And then uh, keeps whispering to Marley, Who's Lorne? Who's Lorne, mate? <laughs> Uh, he can't see anything, right? I, can I see anything? Because well, like you've got back? good vision, yeah, I can, right? I've got bloody yeah. gnome dark vision. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, right. it's it's quite bright. It's quite bright orange in here anyway, from the the veins of magma in the in the walls and ceiling. Um, but yeah, you you can see. Um, you can't initially. You can't see the end of this cabin because it's just so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, after a time, you do start to see that up ahead. You're coming to what looks um, like it branches off in multiple directions um so imagine like uh there's like an island of rock and then on every side of it there's like different paths and, and ways to go okay. like you're like you're coming to a big intersectional roundabout trestle spoon relays this information back as a mouth moving non-whisper mm-hmm. yep uh-huh. so when marley when marley messages you you're able to reply with yeah with that there's a uh there's a f- like a fork, like a fork in the road coming up. Can we see? Can we see any people here? Like any? No, no. It's just a big, big, big intersection. Okay. 
okay, we're looking for a place where nobody else can see us and we've just got the three that we've got. Let me know when you see like a corridor where it's like we're blocked from view behind us and we can't see anybody in front of us. We could take these three. What five? What does what does forlorn mean? <laughs> sad, 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 beaten, beaten, beaten down. Forlorn. Meanwhile, at the back, uh, you can hear Bamful going, "Oh, kissy, kissy, oh, little kissy, kiss, oh, what's the little kissy, kissy?" And I, kissy, kissy, you naughty devil. <laughs> I, I message Bamful as well, saying, "I've got Trace looking for." Like a gap in the and what they can see and and what might be ahead of us, so we can take these three. We can't do it can with back? a bunch of them. You can message back with a quick reply. Yeah, with a quick reply. Um, you have to sort of speak out loud, but but you're not actually speaking out loud. They can't hear you. Oh, Banford says um, essentially, don't worry about these three. I've got them. Yeah, because yeah, remember, Kissy Kissy, um, and at the ta- same time, is attempting. What what are they? What are they armed with? Um, well, none of them are currently armed because they're all holding you. Um, you know, but, but like, what do yeah, they have on yeah, their belt? They, they have. Them? They all have on them, um, like a spiked club. Um, have they taken our weapons? No, they haven't taken anything off you. They took you as just the. As just the way so Graflet gave them to you. I think given the situation um, of like, th- there's a dead, you know, what uh, unkillable thing in their opinion. Um, and then you guys being like tr- kind of dropped on, on their doorstep. They're kind of like, right, let's just grab you and take you. I don't mm-hmm. think they thought about it. Okay. Um, he's Bamfor's um, sort of, he's, he's, He's fingering his axe. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going, wait, wait for the signal. Wait for the signal, which will probably be me messaging you. <laughs> Just sending a message. This is the signal. <laughs> this is the signal. <laughs> signal, signal, go, go, signal. Um. I message, I message Trace with, <clears throat> Banfor's on board. He says he's got these three. We just need the location. Okay. Um, um, Cool. They they carry you to um, you uh, get carried right up to this like island of rock, and then they hang a left, and you enter an area which is like very very populated with with ogres, grimlocks, hellhounds, trolls, um, all the subterranean Shouldn't have given creatures. Given away our plan to the DM. That's yeah. what happened just then. He changed his plan. <laughs> Pretty rascally. <laughs> Someone um, the objective. <laughs> it looks like you are being led into a room um, where, like, there's a big gathering of all of the creatures that m- probably live in those archway doors in that other first room. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, we're talking thousands and thousands. Is and... the crowd looking towards us? Have we earned their, um, I don't know, a degree of infamy? Yeah. They wouldn't have time to pass on the message yet, would they? I don't know. Um, no. Yeah, they didn't send any runners ahead that you noticed. Um, but it looks like you've interrupted, like, some kind of event or probably a meeting to do with what the hell happened to Gav, the giant. Um, and yeah, as you outsiders are being ushered in, they do that whole thing of, like, creating, like, Moses parting the sea. Of, um, so the crowd just completely splits for you guys to be led through. Um, so now you are most definitely being led into the heart of something. Am I being like carried, or am I just being pushed? You're on your own two feet, but they're, they're, they are propelling you forward. So you're, you might as well be being carried. Mm, yeah. I'm, like I'm, you don't have a choice. I'm being feisty and argumentative the whole way. Like, ah, oh, stop with the pushing, man! Jesus Christ, calm down. Uh, you can, call that is, a grip? <laughs> is there any way to uh, duck out? Can Trestlespoon see any mode of escape through the crowd or something he could do? Or um, is it just yeah, all a you, bit much? Um, you could ascertain that as a, as a small creature, you'd probably have a pretty decent chance of like slipping through people's legs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't really know what you would do or where you would go. No, um, and I wouldn't be able to get anyone else out. Yeah. 
and and you notice that they are all sort of mouthing and mumbling in various languages while as you all pass and paying quite close attention to uh trestlespoon can i understand what they're saying in gnomish or undercommon um uh, yes, some of them speaking undercommon. Some are speaking. Um, uh, well, some are speaking giant, but you don't know that. It's just a language you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a combination of giant and undercommon. And the ones in undercommon are mostly saying like, like gnome, gnome, like uh, escape, gnome. How how gnome escape? Like okay. and things to that things to that effect. Like they're very confused that a gnome is being brought back in. Okay. And I, I message you and I go, everybody's staring at you, Trace. This is real weird. I think um, that they, they don't know how I escaped, but I but they don't know that I never I was never here. Right, ha, right. Ha, ha, uh, but uh, I, I think we should. So they have them then? They have them for sure? They've got at least four gnomes. Okay, okay. All right, we'll just bide our time. Four? Really, Trace? Well, I've heard that four of them have said no, so they might... It's, a, it's, conf, it's conf, I'm being carried. I can't. My vision's not vertical. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's I, okay. I say okay. we stay. We stay. Uh, we we stay as is. Stay the course. All Stick right. Stick with the status quo. Okay. And I relay that back to Bamfor essentially. Bamfor accidentally sends back kissy kissy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, Marley's like what? <laughs> like confused, and then just sort of shakes it off. She's like, would I? Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the the crowd uh, continues to part as you are being walked through it. Um, sort of think of like an arrow um, splitting wood as, like, and being pushed further in and like getting split and split and split and split as you guys are going up the middle of this crowd. Um, and then uh, you eventually get pushed out the other end of it and you are standing at the feet of um, five fire giants two each standing on either side of one who is in who's like a little bit taller than the others and um is standing in front of like two huge spiked shields on the wall and that one looks down at you booms something out to um the crowd in a language you don't understand just and it like echoes through this chamber and like there's like nods and, and grunts of like agreement with what they say. And then um, Banfor and Marley, you both get punched in the head very, very hard. Oof. And Trestlespoon, um, you, the one that's holding you just like turns and almost runs like very hurriedly takes you out of the room away from your friends. What? So you are now. You have now been separated from the group, and the crowd sort of closes in behind you, and you're being carried away, 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 away. I, I'm, I'm, okay. I message you, and I'm like, "Stay strong. Tell me what you can." Wrestlespoon raises a little fist that outward that hopefully Marley can see. Kia kaha. <laughs> Kia kaha. What, what does that mean? <laughs> Aroha nui. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Trestlespoon, um, you get taken away to, oh, let me look at the map again, um, out of this crowd. Um, so it like does the same thing, but in reverse, like parts for you and then closes again behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get taken, uh, quite far, um, down a, a different, um, path and it's like a long, skinny winding path and then thrown into a pit and in that pit, is hundreds of gnomes and you just get tossed in without any kind of ceremony whatsoever and all the gnomes are like 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 one a few of them help pick you up off the ground and like dust you off uh-huh are these like, like uh free range gnomes or are these <laughs> battery farm they all look really shabby like they're in old tattered rags of clothes mm-hmm. um a lot of them look quite malnourished and um the one that picks you up is is a woman, and she says, "Who who are you? I've you, you're you're new. I've never I haven't seen a new gnome, and I I don't even know how long. Uh, I'm a I, I've ne- I've never been. There's been a kerfuffle. They thought I was uh, I'm 
I'm I'm new. Do you know a gnome called Squaffle Squad? Because I'm 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 he's my brother. You hear coming like as lots of gnomes start to gather around you. You hear like a voice that you can't see where it's coming from yet. <laughs> this is gonna be good. I've been saving this one since you came up with the name. Um, I know, I know, I know. You've said this on several episodes of the podcast now, and the like. The tension is high. Do you know what I mean? Like, Palpable. we're ready. We're so this ready has, for this. This has Russell to be good. Wonders, I want. I wonder what my dear brother sounds like. I hope it's a, <laughs> a genuine and consistent him. accent. Genuine you and hear, consistent. No pressure. You, you hear a voice that you haven't heard in 183 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear, Twifflespoon, is that you? <laughs> Both better and worse than I could have imagined. I could have imagined. <laughs> <laughs> and then the crowd That's of gnomes the queen, the <laughs> I have a conversation with you it's the man oh, the of and, and it, it makes me so happy <laughs> it's my favorite movie the, the crowd busy living on Kindlewood I'd like to tell you, Andy Dufresne kept the queen away. <sighs> oh, God. Oh, you made The my crowd life. of gnomes parts, and this one Who's male gnome. Word? This one male gnome who you have uh, longed to see for um, almost two centuries starts barreling towards you, and he looks <laughs> much like you remember, except a lot older. And quite gaunt. Um, you remember him being quite chunky in your youth, and he just like throws himself at you and wraps his arms around you and says, "I knew you would come. I I got your letter." <laughs> A gleam of recognition Spoilers. comes over Trestlespoon's face. Jeff and Simon, and he hugs back hard, uh, made it. knowing that Jeff and Simon had delivered his letter, and that this is indeed. Dearest Squaffly Squad. A mouth appeared with, with a strange note attached to his foot, and, and it was given to me, and I read it, and oh, I was so excited. I I know I, I, I said that. What how 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 were they? Were, were they uh were they getting along alright, the old uh the It was just the mouth and I, I couldn't talk to it, but I did say thank you very much and it left straight away. Well, uh, oh, I, I am... Well, good it, talking to you. I hope it's another 100 Please keep Let's have an extended conversation. It's so good. What, 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 what have you been up to for the past... Oh, I, oh over about... A, was it 170... Uh, 183. 183 years. Uh, okay, you guys have that conversation. Back to Marley and Banfor. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just got punched in the head. Yeah, you two just got punched really, really hard in the head. I won't get you to take damage, but it's made you both woozy. I would... Uh, okay, if, if something made me woozy, you can guarantee she's going to have lost control of her temper. Mm. And she is absolutely going to lash out. And I'm like, oh yeah, your mother hits harder than that. And she's <laughs> like, she's basically vicious mockerying by accident. She doesn't mean to, but she is. Um, In... That can only be aimed at one target. Yeah, um, the guy who just punched me. Okay, you didn't see it coming, so you just do you just pick the closest over just to you. Just the nearest dude. <laughs> okay, it's a wisdom save, right? Yep. Uh, that's a three. Um, yeah, it's a sixteen save. So, so roll some damage for this ogre to take to his brain. <laughs> okay, that is a five. Okay, yeah, it is a um, cantrip. <laughs> you see, like, you aimed your words at one of the ogres and he just goes, oh, and like reels back. I'm like, yeah, take it, bitch. <laughs> but you still feel quite woozy. Um, yeah. And the big the the big leader giant Strakon, um, you assume this is Strakon, um, uh, like barks a sort of laugh, uh, like, he, like he's amused by this. Um, and... As he does that, um, you notice a um, strange shadow 
kind of falls over the whole room and everything is paused. The giants oh. are standing still. The ogres are standing still. The hellhounds, the grimlocks, the trolls, everything is dead standstill except for Marley and Banfor. Okay. As I notice this happen, I'm like looking around. I want to like poke the nearest thing in the nose. Yeah. Banfor it's a- is being into an ogre's open mouth. sure you do this um marley you yeah you're poking the face of an ogre and it's just flat out not responding whatsoever Um, i say out loud what the fuck is poking uh, a knife into um the all the ogres around that he can find jugulars yeah and remembering that time that trestlespoon and bamfor did that thing and like when we were looking for hate uh and they pushed over the Domino's guy who pushed over all of the guys. Yeah. She kind of looks around. She tries to push the ogre. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you try and apply all your strength to an ogre and you're just like a child pushing a pull door. Um, cool. I thunderclap with, it. with my pokes? Um, your blade just like goes into them and you don't see any like immediate effect because presumably comes like- out. Presumably, yeah, their like blood has also stopped for the time being. But it has gone into them. Yeah, and yeah, and this only lasts a few seconds as this like thick layer of shadow, like a like a black fog, lowers and lowers and lowers until you are in it, and then it forms up into an orc-like shape, and it stands before you. Uh, Bamfor is facing the wrong way. Mali draws a crossbow. And points it at him. Banfor has called out his shield and has his axe sword, but is still facing the wrong way. Yeah. I'm like, why are you always talking about pancakes at a time like this, Banfor? You both hear a voice inside your head. You are close to the heart. Sorghumul wants to help you. He has granted me the temporary power to assist you in your mission. Do you accept help from the Lord of Death? Uh, what's the cost? Mali would say. Hmm. And then there's just nothing for a while. And you get the impression that maybe it's waiting for an answer. And then... Um, Bamfor takes uh, a break from his now resumed stabbing. Um, and, um and turns around to the orc-like figure and wanders up to him. Hi. Hello, champion. Hi. Um, it's me, uh, champion. How are you? It has been thousands of years since one has asked how I am. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's a travesty in itself, mate. I mean, I know what it's like to be lonely. Um... Yeah, righto. So, uh, yeah, so let's kick on with it. What do you want to do? Do you want to, you know, bedevil me uh, with some association? You should, re- or? You should really find no, out what the cost uh, of this well, is, Banfor, before oh, you no, do it's it. that's all right. Look, there won't be much. What's the worst that can happen? My well, I don't want to be associated with fuck. some bloody pact oh, or whatever. You stay over there with whoever the patron state of fucking old tampons is, and I'll fucking talk to this jam, jam right here. Right, so, let's tango. What do you do? Do you chuck a black thing in me? Is it like the Venom film? What are you, what's what's happening? I don't have to go down on you, do I? <laughs> it's been very long since one has done that for me. I mean, um... I do it, obviously, because, you know, you're, you're a handsome chap. But at the same time, can we at least go around the corner? <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. It says, There is no cost for this one-time service. Oh, well, I'm fine with it then. <laughs> yeah, righto. So, I'll take a freebie. Uh, just return the heart. Banfor is limbering up and sort of crack, it like pulls his knees up and sort of just starts, Ugh! and then starts undoing his belt. So he's going to go the other way, mate. This just, is quite a nice surprise, isn't it? Just, All right, here we go. Just a quick question. Do we know where the heart needs to be returned to? 
She's very detail oriented, you know. Me, I'm just happy for some sort of, you know, black magicery powers. <laughs> the killing grounds in Stonemore. Excellent. Is the, spirit, is the spiritual home of the death art. Excellent. Consider it done. I mean, don't consider it done. It's not done yet, is it? But, you know, uh, it's a common part of speech, you know? It's a it's a future hyperbolized. It's essentially, yes. All right? Um, cool. So, um, it then sort of takes like a casual stroll around the room while all these ogres and things are frozen. And it sort of almost lovingly like strokes the cheek of them as like it walks past. And those that it touches just fall. And it's just like one by one by one by one by one. It's just it just kills like dozens just by walking around the room touching them. In this state. I was trying to make them fall too, but they're quite they're quite heavy. <laughs> so like all you hear is like silence. Like this thing doesn't make any sounds with its footsteps. You just hear flabump, flabump, flabump. Like all these big bodies falling. And then it turns back and says, The temporary power granted to me will not last long. If you are smart, you can rid the world of all of these pathetic creatures before the time is up. I can help you however, however I can. And let's well, skip back. Did you, did you kill them all? Let's skip back to Trestlespoon for a moment. That look, that look, Oliver, of all Brad. Trestle Spoon, you and um, uh, Squathel Squad have been uh, catching up for a few moments. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Squath, like, stops as if, like, suddenly remembering something, like, oh, I almost forgot. Um, The strangest timing. Um, And then he, he, he walks away from you and he comes back and he has a raven on his arm. And he says, this, this, this raven just appeared a, a few minutes before you did. Um, it, it, it spoke to me and offered me uh, f- freedom, a, a way to help our people. Trestlespoon looks suspiciously at the raven. Uh, where, 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 well, you're, you're the raven from before. Well, what are you doing here? Why are you following me? It transforms... In, on Scrathle Squad's shoulder into that little black and red demon that you remember from Lavisius's cottage. I knew it was you! And it says, Yes, Oliver! Although, I, I, I might shed myself of that name. That, that was a name given to me by Lavisius. Say, Chet Grish holds out a tiny, teeny tiny little hand to shake, Trestle presumably. Trestlespoon shakes it apprehensively I've made a deal with your dear brother Squathel Squad um Trestle Spoon who are you <laughs> yes uh-huh. I want the, same... the Raven and Squathel Squad to talk <laughs> oh there as he trans as the Raven transformed Squathel Squad like reeled a little bit like oh that's new <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I didn't properly introduce myself, Squathle Squad. I am Chick Grish, a demon of one of the Chaos Realms. I'm now your master. Well, I suppose that's true. What What am I in for? What exactly did I sign up for? You'll find out soon enough, but for now, I can grant you power. Shouldn't have touched your Squathle cock. <laughs> to help you and your people, as promised. Yeah. I'm not there. Deals with the Chaos. <laughs> Well, uh, I, uh, oh, this is a lot. Uh, what do I, what, what do you suggest, Squaffle Squad? Well, I don't quite know what the power is all about, but, but I, I'm excited to finally get free with, with, with all of our friends and family. Agreed. And some, I, I, I'll do whatever I can to free my people, Mr. Creepy Bird Demon that's been following me around. I love that you're in a pit that you can literally walk out of, but you haven't yet. Yes. 
Um, some uh, while you guys are talking, you, you Tristan, when you're starting to notice around the crowd that there's actually quite a lot of familiar faces from your old community. Uh huh. Um, and here is where I'm to you know to add flavor and realism. I'm going to name a bunch of these gnomes with names that I got from the Twitter podcast community. Yay! Um, Hi, friends. Um, I would like uh, to know how Trestlespoon knows each of them as well. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so uh, from Chasm Quest podcast, um, um, you see your old neighbor Pweep Flegglesmith. <laughs> nice um, he lived next door to you and your family uh, in New Tribble uh, back when you were uh, a youngin before everyone was snatched um, the Legends Die Live podcast um, gave us your uh, um, fruit merchant Noam Chomsky <laughs> <laughs> Um, on the shoulder podcast gave us your um, your old classmates uh, Themzy Bauble-Burr, Michi Plinker, Mina Boskop, Galwick Wandoon, Flester Lop, Darami Kettleyon, Jick Quip Jandar, Quibble Gnutty, Climby Defeaters, Kifnert Nostrema, Opalog Burr, Blipton Dawn, and Misha Shettleworth. <laughs> Can they please name all of our NPCs forever? Those were great. <laughs> um... The Dungeon Masters podcast, the, the list goes on, um, gave us your old bandmates when you went through your uh, punk rock phase as a, <laughs> as a 15-year-old um, of uh, Bernard Periwinkle, Pesney uh, Garbundle Pelwax, Lolly Warble Bendy Peruski, Cardomkola uh, Darminjbimbi, <laughs> what? Uh, Padkins Tollywaggle, Jin Rubin Darwin Brass, uh, Newigan uh, Kerman for Winter Blah Blah. <laughs> Fuck, that was a mouthful. Um, uh, I can't a huge read band. the rest. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That, that's... <laughs> no, it was a punk rock band, but you had like six guitarists. Yeah, because um, none of you could play. Yeah. <laughs> so you all played uh, one I'll... note each. It's the guitars of more than one string haven't been no, invented. We... So each one he had to play it through. We, we all played the same guitar, but we, the guitar was big, so it was six of us. So we had like four points each. Um, our our, our um, long-time Patreon supporter, Irene Cucci. Hey, Irene! Um, yeah, hey, Irene. She gave us um, uh, three of your just of your young friends from the neighborhood, uh, Buttercup, Blossom, and Bubbles, the Powder Puff triplets. Yeah! I was always um, blossom. <laughs> uh, Fatal neutrinos gave us your cousin Brisbane Thimberwacky. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's Australian. Favorite so far. Yeah. He walked around uh, going, "G'day, mate." Oh, and no. Garblag. G'day, I'm sure. And Garblag Games uh, gave us your. What's another group? What's another group you might have associated with in your youth? Um, the, his, his, his high school again. orgy team. Yes, Oliver's was better. His high school orgy team? Yeah, competitive orgies. <laughs> competitive orgies was... It was an was... experimental group. It's yeah, the big... game lasted the time. He, he used <laughs> to stand in the corner and, like, wish that he could be more of a part of it. That's right. Oh, no, I'd take my shirt it. off, but yeah. I wouldn't get involved. Yeah. Does, does coming last Ooh. mean you win? <laughs> No, he's the manager and referee. Yeah, that's what Generally I said. Generally, it means that, was the joke that you I have to eat the soggy yeah. biscuit. That, I know that's the joke you said, Oliver. I was clarifying if that was what you said or not. That is what I said. Please cool. don't try and reframe it as your own joke. Cool. Um, there, they gave you your competitive orgy team. <laughs> Clement's Rowdy Bottom, which fits. Uh, <laughs> Engelbert Fishty Buns. That's totally <laughs> works. Tadler Beard Grimace. Uh, Ride that beard. Philby Cribblepins. Baron's <laughs> Philby? Philby. What's his and name? Philby my all... Cribblepins. I wish it was Philby now. Philby Cribblepins. And my all time favourite of the entire list, Droopy Stormmeister. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy who comes last. Oh, yeah. If he comes, he was bring- all, you know, droopy. definitely the referee. <laughs> He brings up the rear every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, huge thanks to 
Huge thanks to uh, Chasm Quest, Legends Die Live, On the Shoulder, Dungeon Masters, Irene Kuchi, Fatal Neutrinos, and Garblag Games for that awesome list of names. Um, yeah, so while you're talking to Trestle Spoon, or to Squathle Squad, fuck, who are you, about um, his deal with this demon, Chet Grish, um, you notice all of these familiar faces, and it starts to feel like this isn't just this cluster of gnomes you've been going for. This is actually your home, your community. My whole community's just, beca- just been taken here. Yeah, it just became a lot more real. Like, you, there's a lot of people you don't see. Like, you you know, um, because um, Haydet told you your parents passed away. Um, uh-huh. and, and you know that Levisius um, tried to kill himself by throwing himself into uh, a crevice and instead ended up basically making a deal with Chet Grish that got him eternally stuck in that cottage forever to eat flesh and mm-hmm. feed the, the demon's souls. Um, so yeah, you've just been sort of overloaded with like all of this information. Oh, <laughs> what do I do? Trestle Spoon, that's his internal monologue uh, at this minute. Um, Does he pace up the wall? <laughs> give me, give me, yeah, tr- uh, tr- tr- Trestle Spoon says, oh, this is, I'm not good when it's this much. Information, uh, and he starts wandering up the wall and and back down again, uh, and then he returns to where he was, and uh, he says, "Oh, you're such a crafty bastard, Raven! You bastard! Why have you put me in this conundrum? Uh, I will, uh, oh, it's uh, oh, oh, the old bandmates are here! Hey, hey! Oh, it's the old." It's the old orgy team. Oh, you guys look a bit worn down. Hey, hey, it's uh, uh, Trestle, Trestle Spoon's here. What's the reaction from the from the crowd? First of all, when you did your loop over the ceiling with your boots, mm-hmm. there's this collective sound of hundreds of gnomes going, "Ooh, wow!" <laughs> but when you come back, they all and you do your whole like acknowledging that you recognize them all they give this huge chair and it's this chair of like someone from the outside has come we're obviously being saved yeah like our time here is over like they, they they are you are very obviously um their hero right now yes okay which way did i come in i was dropped into the pit correct yeah and yeah you would remember which way you just got dropped in so is the entrance locked at the top or is it open? uh nope no, it's just a big old hole. Okay. Um, Dome Tower, go! Trestlespoon slaps the uh, thing that was a raven. What's his name? Chet Grish. Chet Grish. Trestlespoon slaps Chet Griff, shish, and says, uh, hey, no, don't do that! No, did, no, no deal, you crafty bastard! I know what you did to my friend! And then he wanders up. It's too late, Trestle. I already made the deal before you got here. What? He arrived just before you did, and he th- he promised like I could have power to help my people, and and I said yes. Did you sign all the paperwork and everything? Well, no. And he turns and looks at Chekrish, and Chekrish says, "It's a verbal agreement." But well, that won't stand up if we take it anywhere. <laughs> Where would you take it, you fool? It's a deal <laughs> with, <laughs> with the God of Chaos, you <laughs> bastard. Are you I'm saying it's all the way to Gnome Court. <laughs> we have to have a spin-off called Gnome Court. <laughs> Gnome Court. <laughs> You're under arrest for being too cute. These are the crimes and those that prosecute them. Dun dun. He had his head raped in. Uh, uh, um, that one fucked his back out. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Squaffle Squad, d- don't make any more deals with this crafty bastard raven. Uh, I'm going to save everybody. Uh, just give me a, 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 a minute. I'm going out, but I'm going to come back in and I'll get my friends and it's going to be... Uh, uh, we're we're going to get out. Uh, Trestlespoon then runs up to the entrance of the pit and runs out. And I'm coming with you! No, no, Scraffle Squad, you stay here! And he throws him another quarter of his apple, uh, and he <laughs> winks at him in a blinking fashion. 
apples? End well, of I, scene. I like them. Do you like apples? <laughs> yes. I, we've all gnomes love apples. <laughs> why did you pause for so why did you pause for so long? You're I a banana man. I knew it. I was, I'm a bit I'm quite partial to a jackfruit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've all been there. For me, it was just a phase, maybe a, a week or two. But after that, apples all the way. <laughs> um, cool. So um, you find uh, when you climb out of the pit that it's um, relatively unguarded. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they work under the assumption that no one's going to be able to get in or out. Sure. Um, you do notice that there is like... Um, uh, not that far away from the entrance to the pit, there is uh, like a little tunnel that is probably this, a, a good size for like you or another gnome to comfortably crawl through, okay. and maybe un maybe for a human or a half elf to very uncomfortably crawl through. So like someone big could like could crawl through here like, it, but it would not be easy. Okay. And you see little tiny mouse tracks. I go through it. You're not going to come find us. Well, I want to know where it goes. Okay, you go through this little. You go through this little tunnel, um, and yeah, for about um, for about five minutes of like winding through this very small, tight space, you um, come out uh, high up on a mountain. You are outside on like a rocky ridge overlooking a huge sprawling city Trestlespoon nods to himself then goes back okay you go back in um and you in. see Where is there, is when there any ba- way uh, outside that would loop back so i could go back for marley and Bamfor? or is it just um, a wide opening end of an episode only, kind of place the only way you know to get back to them is um the way that you were carried in the first place Okay. Um, which which has the odd um, like Grimlock, like like it has a scattering of Grimlocks guarding um, basically down uh, a corridor, but they all they all seem pretty lackadaisical. Like they're not expecting anything. They're all facing okay. the wrong way. Like this is easy for someone who's good at stealthing. Okay. As long as you don't use your boots, probably. As long as I don't, they both need boots. <laughs> or if you walked on the ceiling, you could probably go completely undetected as long as they don't look up at your boots. <laughs> Trestlespoon is walking on the ceiling. <laughs> cool. Um, roll me a stealth check with disadvantage, but the DC is low because these Grimlocks are not on active duty. So you have to roll twice. Oh, and I take the worst one. Take the worst one. Yep. Okay. So, seventeen. That's your lowest. Yeah, total because my stealth is through the wazoo. Yeah, it's got oh like yeah, nine. I- true um yeah you you very easily just like like waltz your way out of this <laughs> chamber with all these grimlocks like beneath you just not not paying attention they're like scratching their butt sniffing it just just having a good old no one's watching i don't care time mm-hmm. um you get the feeling that they were assigned guard duty and they're just sort of biding their time um you get you get back to the island um in the middle you get the idea the impression that this island is like the center of everything and that like everything branches from this area uh-huh. um and you know that the way to where marley and banfall were and that big crowd with the giants is to your immediate right i go that or way. you've okay there are other ways to go if you want to but that is the way to them okay i'll take the easiest most straightforward option Okay. Although since you're upside down, it's actually your left because you're upside down. Trestlespoon goes right, and then he walks, and then he's unfamiliar which way he's going. Then he goes ah, and he goes left. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, and you are walking above this crowd, and one thing you know, you notice straight away that it's not moving. Like there's no life to this crowd. They're not making sound. It's silent, and there's sort of this weird um, light shadow in the room like filling the entire space like a like a like uh, a pond of darkness can i see marley or Bamfor? um you can't at first until you walk over like above this sea of frozen creatures mm-hmm. and you do then eventually see marley and Bamfor standing um near a black two-dimensional orc-shaped shadow you and you are like standing above them on the ceiling Directly above. 
Yeah, unless you gave them forewarning that you're coming. We seem to be joking about getting freebies, and Bamford seems to be unbuttoning his pants for some reason. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Bamford thinks he's getting some kind of sexual gratification from this. Yeah, Trestlespoon is confused by the whole Bamford unbuttoning his pants and everything. It seems dangerous, but I I guess not. Uh, Trestlespoon quietly jumps down behind the orc figure and jumps down like like drops off the ceiling yeah yeah a uh, jumping drop okay roll um 3d6 you want the total yep six (laughs) okay you take miraculously only six bludgeoning damage from the fall from the ceiling as you hit the ground (laughs) (laughs) more the end (laughs) um emali yeah Marley and Banfor, you just saw Trestlespoon land in your midst. I'm like, oh, hello, Tress. Me. You're back. Um, the representative of Sorgamore, who seems to have killed all of these creatures and is promising to kill more for us for a freebie. It's a pleasure to meet you. What are the terms and conditions, you crafty bastard? There are none, I checked. Ah. You read the paperwork. Yeah, they said the cost of this one was free. If we ask for anything else, it's probably not going to be free. But this one is. It's usually buy it, one, get one free. But yeah. he did also say he's only got a couple of minutes, so we've got to make a decision quick. It, um, yeah, the, you all hear the voice in your head. Yes, the only price is to return the heart. To Stonewall. Okay, um, well, uh, if, if you think so, uh, I, I, I just found my, my brother and I, 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 f- I found Scraffle Squad and I, I need to, you, you guys need to come he- help me. Uh, g- Molly would get very excited and start running towards him and then be like, oh, oh, no, 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 don't get distracted. We've only got this guy for a few minutes. But Squaffle Squad, and yes, you need yes. to come and uh, so where? help me. He's uh, just uh, uh, d- down. Well, it, I was on the roof, so it's the other way around. It's down and to the <laughs> right and then down. And then there's a small uh, tunnel and a pit. And all the guards look pretty uh, off the boil. So there will be a piece of cake, I guess. Okay. Okay. But are they safe? There's safe. That not a lot of space is about four foot per gnome. Yeah, but we've got to we've got to get this buddy strap on guy. Yeah, let's help strap on. <laughs> no, we um, kill strap yeah. on. Yeah, let's strap on. on with this <laughs> big. Sorry, in the I'm so confused with all the. I thought it was strap on. Who's strap on? Yeah, something like that. Strap on's <laughs> in your orgy team. <laughs> <laughs> I found my old orgy team as well. They could probably oh they would they would come in they would come in great there. Yeah, I'm sure they would come in great there. Um the the shadow, um whose name uh, by the way is Bedemus, not the not that you've asked. Um you did ask, did how, ask he is, though, how he is. Yeah, which which is which yeah. is nice. Uh says The time is now and then suddenly the shadow lifts and he or it disappears and everything is animated a bunch of ogres are dead on the floor that Bedemus killed um and what's gonna happen in the next episode is you are going to fight a absolute fuckload of these things including five giants but and here's the kicker Bedemus is going to help you but you'll find out how in the next episode of The Fate of Ison. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. Featuring Squaffle Squad. And the yeah, no water team from I'm school. Gonna be so... This is the biggest battle that has like ever happened in the world ever. This is thousands of things plus five fire giants. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. I actually feel a bit sick. Good luck, Brad. Or should I say Peter Jackson? Ha <laughs> ha. Squaffle Squad was going to join you with his new warlock powers, but you told him to stay behind. God. Well, he, if he's got warlock, if he's got warlock powers, he probably has fly or something and get himself out of it. Yeah. We'll see How what Chet Grish can. He's also a giant pussy, though. Yeah. What me? I'm not a giant pussy. <laughs> I'm just over here doing my best for my friend. <laughs> I just signed a contract without checking it. 
Always read the terms. Always read the terms and conditions, people. This is basic. The shit. Yeah. Otherwise, it won't stand up in a court of no law. Yeah. Dun dun dun. Oh, you don't stand up in a court of no law, and you stand slightly up. And that is the end of the episode. And that's the end of the episode. Squathel Squad made a deal with a chaos demon? A death demon wants to help rid the world of fire giants? Trestlespoon has a high school orgy team? There's a lot going on in this episode. Uh, the role-playing podcast community is bursting with awesome, welcoming people who share and promote each other's work. Last week, we gave you a sneak peek at our friends from the Ballad of the Seven Dice and Second Best podcast. This week, here are two more fantastic shows, One Shot Onslaught and Rocks and Rune Lords. Hey everyone, it's your Dungeon Master Adam here to tell you all about One Shot Onslaught. We are an actual play D&D 5e podcast that even follows some of the rules. Rules! No one said there'd be rules! We play through popular one-shot modules from DMsGuild.com so that you can drop in at any episode. We have Lord Sean Snow, the hero's hero, who is a 140-year-old human wizard. I cast magic missile up its butthole! Death, the teething rogue who only eats raw meat. Did somebody say meat? The dwarf druid iron claw who loves nature almost as much as he loves oatmeal. Cinnamon oatmeal, or get the F out! And last but not least, we have Ted, the tiefling bard who loves to jam out on his magic guitar and skadoosh on his magic flying broom. Skadoosh. Find us wherever you download your podcast and follow us on all social media at One Shot Onslaught. After a day of long travel, the four adventurers finally found a suitable spot to make their camp for the night. Bijan. Finland and Yenli prepared a fire, while Safi set out to make plenty of ale for the party. Once the camp had been prepared, they all gathered around the fire with their mugs of ale. Benjen looks up at Finland and says, So, uh, Finland, I, I can't say I've seen an elf with a beard before, but, uh, hell, who am I to say anything? I've got these horns. Oh no, I love your horns. And Finland, elves with beards, I love it. This is how I know you. Safi grinned, his cheeks glowing merrily, a tankard of ale splashing about in his hand. Finland smiled, shrugged a bit, and muttered a small, Thanks. What about you, Cloud Lady? Your hair is beautiful. What do you do? Who, me? Yes, of course. You're so quiet. Who are you? Well, I'm Yenli. I'm just Yenli. <clears throat> I, uh, I suppose since I lost my family, I haven't had really that many friends or anything. Uh, we are friends, right? Of course we're friends. All of us. Yes, friends. I'm certainly glad to know all of you. And Yinli, I'm sorry about that arrow, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright. If we're friends, I, I guess I've got to forgive you at some point anyway, right? She smiled warmly, taking another swig, spirits noticeably higher than before. The fire burned on into the night as the group continued to talk and get to know each other. In a dark spot nearby, Benjen draws quietly at his cigar, sitting with his back against a sturdy tree trunk. He surveyed the group as they chattered away into the evening, his mouth pulling into a small smile. Hmm. Friends, this could be nice. <sighs> a sense of contentment filled him as thoughts of his loneliness back in Sandpoint began to fade. And there, as he sat puffing away, he reached into his pack as he thought his thoughts of each friend and decided which cigar would be perfect to offer each of them. I'm Wes from the Back Patio Network. Please join us for Rocks and Rune Lords, our actual play podcast of the rise of the Rune Lords adventure path from Paizo. Please find us at backpationetwork.com where you can find a link to our Discord server. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at backpationet. We'll see you all in 2019.
And don't forget to email us on fadeofison at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at fadeofison. All right, see you next time.